Welcome to Episode 9, Season 2 of The Dave Witty Show. I'm your host, Dave Witty. Folks, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Lamb's Rum. Lamb's is one of the top choices for Newfoundlanders who love the authentic smooth taste. Enjoy Lamb's Palm Breeze today with a splash of Coke and Lime Wedge, or for something different, try Lamb's Spice on its own on the rocks. Lamb's is the best choice for hard-working Newfoundlanders, and at a great price, find Lamb's Rum at all of your local NLCs. Also, folks... Now available are these really tasty Lamb's Sociable. If you're watching online, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, I have them in my hand. Lamb's um, Spiced Rum Punch Sociables. They are ready to drink, pre-mixed cocktails. Uh, I just got a batch of them delivered from my friends at Lamb's and uh, managed to have a couple uh, a few days ago. Super delicious, uh, very, very tasty. Uh, Lamb Sociable, newest ready to enjoy cocktails, a spiced rum punch made with a refreshing medley of tropical fruit flavors, zesty citrus, fresh picked oranges, crisp pears, tropical passion fruit, and subtle honeysuckle topped with lamb's spiced rum uh super delicious great bang for the buck and uh really really nice summer cocktail so if you're in the market for something like that i uh, try that one out the uh, lamb's uh spiced rum punch uh, I want to say big thanks to Mr. Justin Hockle of The Outhouse for coming on last episode. I had a great chat with Justin. Super funny dude. Very creative guy. Uh, it was great to catch up with him and, and learn about everything he's up to and all the fun things that he's at. Uh, so if you missed that one, head on back and, and give that a listen. It was a really, really good interview and a great chat with Justin Hockle. Uh, got a new episode this week. Absolutely hilarious with uh, Vicky Foley, the one and only. Um, if you are a part of the downtown scene here in St. John's, and if you're into um, you know the live music scene, you probably recognize Vicky, or you've seen her out to show. She's an absolute riot, super supportive of the scene, and um, on top of that, she's also very good at her job. She's uh, Social media manager for for Son of a Critch, Project 10, a bunch of different bars and pubs downtown. Um, She's very, very smart and super creative and um, really, really talented at what she does. So, Uh, And she's absolutely hilarious, Boz. Like, if you... It's so funny. She's just a comical human being. And we had a good chat, about 45 minutes or so. And uh, we're chatting everything she does with social media, obviously, and and Son of a Critch and all all the fun things and cool things that she's up to. But we also got into uh, some fun stuff at the end with the rapid-fire questions. So, you know, if you are interested in hearing what's what's on Vicky's um, uh, cold plate top 10 list... uh, uh, give that a listen, and you'll and you'll find that out at the end. Um, just announced, I do have a big show coming up, um, June twenty fifth at the Rock House. Um, opening set by Claire Follett. Uh, gonna be a super fun night. Tickets are available now. I said the twenty fifth. Jesus, sorry, it's the twenty uh, fourth. I keep mixing that up. I don't know why. I think I'm used to booking shows on Saturdays, and for some reason, I keep thinking that that's a Saturday, but it's actually a Friday night. So it's. Um, at the Rock House, June 24th, opening set by Claire Follett. I got the full band playing with me. Peter's back in town, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, tickets are on sale right now. You can head to my website and pick them up. They're just 20 bucks. It's probably the only show we're going to play as a band the whole summer, and I keep saying probably um, because you never really know what could pop up, but there's nothing else booked. We don't have any, I don't have anything else booked. It's looking like it's going to be a pretty crazy summer for me working in film this year. Um, so it's not going to be a whole lot of opportunity for, for gigs around St. John's we'll do a few solo things. I'm sure. But with the band, this looks like it's going to be the only one we haven't played in forever. I mean, we were supposed to do Tibbs Eve. Uh, obviously that got canned because of COVID. And I really think the last time we got together was maybe last summer, if not Tibbsy before that. So really looking forward to a night with the, with the guys and, and playing some tunes and obviously listening to the great Claire Follett, who's a former guest here on the podcast. She's opening up the night. Like I say, guys, uh, $20 tickets. You can find them uh, on my website. Um, DaveWitty.com and uh, come on out for a great night. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, I'm really looking forward to that myself. Um, so that's the 24th. Um, this, yeah, Fog Pirates Softball Club, which is my new uh, new new softball team. We're back. Uh, started the season a couple weeks ago, playing two games every Sunday night. Three and one on the season. Um, really happy to be on the field with the boys. What a laugh this is going to be. Um, Division, I think it's Division 5 slow pitch or something, but it's just a ride getting together with all my old buddies and uh, 
you know, taking it a bit too unseriously seriously. It's it's a laugh. It's really fun to get out and and it's a uh, damn. My legs are sore here today. There's not gonna not gonna lie to you about that. Uh, Newfoundland Growlers ended up losing. I think last episode we were chatting. They were they were down two zero in the series against the uh, against Florida there and and. Uh, they couldn't manage to pull it off, so uh, Growlers end up losing in the third round. Another great season for them. Hopefully they get a rebound season now coming back next year and get, get everything back in order. I, I know it's been a bit of a sketchy season just with COVID and, and fans and stuff like that, but, you know, it's great to have this team in our, in our province and in our city. And, um, you know, the Growlers are a really, really big, you know, economic engine here in the city of St. John's. I mean, when they play, they bring a lot of people to downtown. They, they fill the pubs and the restaurants before and afterhand. And, um, you know, just a, it's a special thing to have in the city. And so we got to make sure we get out and support these guys and, and support the team. And, uh, it just does wonders for the, uh, for the downtown. So, um, looking forward to a great growler season next year and congratulations on a great one this year. Um, not much, not much left in hockey here now. Uh, as of, as of today, when I'm recording, um, the Oilers got swept in the third round. Um, Colorado's moving on to the uh, to the Stanley Cup final to either face Tampa Bay or the New York Rangers. Uh, going to be tough to beat Colorado at this point, guys. I mean, holy shit, this team is just an absolute wagon. Uh, all of their big guys produced in in the game winning uh, game four game. Um, Edmonton, to me, it feels like they're right there. They've got a lot of pieces of the puzzle. Mike Smith is absolutely trash. He is one of the worst goalies I've ever seen. I just cannot believe the performance from him. I mean, if you were Connor McDavid, you would just want to absolutely... I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine what he thinks. I don't know. I have no idea. But, I mean, just a little tidbit from the game. They're up 3-1 in, 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 a, in a... You know, they're up 3-1 in the game, down 3-0 in the series... Lots of probably like I think I think it was the beginning of the third period and Mike Smith is out carrying pucks around on the sideboards and then throwing out pizzas. I mean, you're not going to win with goalies like that. And it looks like every time they score on this guy, they just think that it looks like he it's somebody else's fault and he's old and they really got to they got a great team. They have a really good team. Obviously, Connor McDavid, Dreisaitl was super hurt the whole the whole series. So. Um, best of luck next year for the Oilers. Uh, I, I I appreciate the Oilers. I I think there's a lot of, you know a lot of ex Leafs there. My brother and his family they all live out in Edmonton. They're all big Oilers fans. So you know I like to support the Oilers as well. Uh, tough to see them go down in a sweep. Would have seen a, like like to see a nice series there, but that's how it goes. So Colorado's on to the Stanley Cup final and uh, going to face either Tampa Bay or New York Rangers, which has also been a great series. Two one right now for the Rangers and uh, Game Four goes tonight in uh, in Tampa Bay. Um, Blue Jays, since we last chatted here on the podcast, have been on a nice little run. Actually, I think they've, I think I was doing the math on it yesterday. I think they're like, uh, 17 of 21 or, or 22 or something like that. They, you know, have, have really pulled together some, uh, some, some wins and, uh, the pitching starting to look great and the bats are starting to get going again. So, um, obviously a lot of baseball left and, and, uh, but great to see them kind of get back in the swing of things and, and get the bats going. And, uh, it's going to be a fun season for the Jays. Always, always a blast watching, uh, watching Vladdy and the boys and, and, uh, really looking forward to some more summer ball, especially with the, uh, with hockey pretty much closing out here soon. Um, George Street festival. I, I think, Actually, last week that the festival was announced, or last episode, festival was announced. I might have forgot to get to it, but I, if anyways, if, if you have missed out on it, I'm going to tell you all about the George Street Festival. So the George Street Festival this year, the 37th annual, goes from um, July 28th to August 3rd here in downtown St. John's, uh, you know, right on George Street there. Um, Thursday, they haven't haven't announced yet. I'll be interested to see what that night is going to be. Um, so it's from Thursday the 28th to Wednesday the August 3rd. So on Friday, we got Women of Rock uh, with Sam Roberts Band and headliner The Tea Party. Um, that's Friday night. Saturday night is the Newfoundland Kitchen Party. Always a fun day on George Street. Uh, a lot of local bands on the bill starting off the day. It's a full day kind of event, and hopefully you get some nice weather on that day, and it's just an absolute blast on George Street. Um, it says here on the website, Celtic Connection and more, and co-headliners, the Mashless Men and the Navigators. So always a blast with those bands, and always a great night to get out and hear some some great Newfoundland music. Uh, Sunday, also another local night, but kind of a different different way. Uh, we got Kelly Loader is opening up, uh, and Fortunate Ones, and headliner Alan Doyle. So that's always a blast. I mean, Alan's going to do, I'm sure, some number of his uh, you know great big C tunes. Plus, he's got a, a couple of his own records out now, and Alan's all over the place. He's absolutely a great ambassador for 
Florida province and fortunate ones and Kelly Loader are, are great artists as well. So um, that's going to be another great night. Sunday night, nice chill evening on, on George Street. Or, you know, could you could turn up if you want. Uh, Monday, uh, Jane's Party, Snotty Nose Rez Kids, and headliner Arkells. Arkells always put off a great show. I think it's the last, they've been here the last few years now doing the festival. And they always put off a banger. Um, even if you're not a, a huge fan of the band, they just have a really, really great live show. Their, their live performance is, you know, second to none. I mean, they get people, they get the crowd involved. Everybody uh, is super energetic and enthusiastic and, and very involved in the show. And uh, so that's going to be a great night. Uh, Tuesday night, uh, Rum Ragged, Signal Hill, and headliner Shani Ganook. I mean, this is always a blast. It's always the regatta roulette, the night before regatta. Um, for anybody who is who is unfamiliar with the regatta, the regatta is, is the oldest sporting event in North America here in, in, in St. John's. And it's actually, I, I could be mistaken on this. If somebody wants to correct me, by all means, let me know. But I think it's one of the only stat holidays that happen and it is, is affected by the weather. And what I mean by that is the regatta is a rowing race and it's like, you know, it's a sort of a carnival type atmosphere. It's down on Kitty Vitty Lake and obviously there's a bunch of boat races, but they have all kinds of concessions and, and games and, you know, all the different stuff going, music and uh, beer tent and all that stuff. But if the, if it's too windy or the weather isn't, isn't well enough, they push it to the next day. But if the weather is good, it's a it's a stat holiday for the city, so that's pretty pretty interesting. Um, so that's uh, Shani Ganook and and Signal Hill and Rum Ragged on uh, Regatta Roulette at the August second, and to close out night seven of the uh, festival is Justin Fancy, Megan Patrick, and Brett Kissel. So it's country night. It's going to be a great night as well. Lots of lots of great acts there for anybody who uh, who's a music lover, and uh, lots of great stuff there. So. Speaking of George Street, maybe the queen of George Street. I'll send it over to her right now. Uh, next up is Vicky Foley. Jesus. <laughs> and I'd like to welcome the one and only Miss Vicky Foley to the podcast. Vic, move your screen up so we can see your face a little bit more. How about that? There you okay, go. Let me get that okay, nice Maggie, get that nice Maggie Rex picture in the background. A little uh, big berries on Tuesday or Wednesday. Vicky that's right. That's right. Vicky, what's going on? Thanks so much for doing this. I know you're busy. You have a lot on your plate these days. I know you're into a new project, your new jobs. You gave up a job, but you got a lot on your plate. So I know you're super busy. So thanks so much for doing this with me today. Uh, how's everything going? Everything's good, man. It's busy. I'm a first time caller, a long time listener. I'm really <laughs> excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited to have you too. Um, you know, for anybody who, who, is any part of the downtown scene, I mean, at all, and in, in, in the local music scene, you probably know Vicky and you've seen her around. She's a huge supporter of local arts and, and everything that goes on in, in St. John's. Um, you know, it's it's too bad there's not more like you, Vic, honestly, because you're you're one of the best to uh, really support the local artists and you're really always trying to uh, advocate for, for artists and make sure they always get what they're worth and all that stuff. So uh, great to have you on. So, but that, that's not what we're going to talk. We will talk about that as well. Obviously we're going to talk about everything that, that Vicky likes and everything that Vicky's into, but we want to get into what you actually do, you know, as your, as your day job and, and all the, uh, all the neat things that you're associated with. So, so first off, um, tell, tell the world a little bit about yourself and who you are and where you came from. Well, hi, I'm Vicky. Um, I am from St. Brides, Cape Shore, very small place. Um, I am a digital marketing manager. I promote musicians. I do a little social media, I bartend, but mainly I am a social media manager in film right now, which is a new venture that I went into. I uh, started last year with Son of a Critch and then the production company Project 10 that creates Son of a Critch, they uh, took me in and now I'm doing it for them too. Right. So I kind of want to start from the beginning. I mean, growing up in a small town, um, was, was this something that you had your eyes on kind of uh, about growing up and, and doing this, you know, as, as a full time job or or what were some of the things or maybe some of the activities that maybe kind of led you towards this field of work? Yeah, well, I mean, like I'm only 29, but um, like Instagram didn't exist. Facebook marketing was barely a thing when I was in high school. Um, but I got into it, do it. We were doing a lot of fundraisers with school when uh, we went to Florida uh, for choir and I can't sing or play music. So my contribution was trying to get uh, musicians together. So like in grade 10, 11, trying to get like Shani Ganak, Meshless Men to play at fundraisers in St. John's. And then it just kind of, I went to Fort McMurray for a little while and kind of got out of it, but 
Cape Shore memes became a thing. Um, I started doing a little bit of that with my friend Tamika and my brother. And watching the analytics of that really brought me into wanting to do marketing and social media. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about, um, so out of high school, you you decided to head out west. You went out to Fort Mac for yeah. a while working in the oil field. Uh, what was that like? And, and what was the reasoning for making the move back to back to Newfoundland? Well, I went up there because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, like everybody in Newfoundland, you go up, your friend has a job for you. I started, I was making deadly money, doing barely anything. Uh, I was living to come home. I was coming home three or four times a year. Uh, and then the oil went down drain. So I decided I don't want to keep going back and forth on layoffs. So I said, this is the time I go moving home now and going to school. And so that's what I did. And then you went to school and what did you study? You went to CNA, right? College of North Atlantic yeah, here in St. John's. I did, yeah, business management. I initially went in to do HR, human resources, but I am not a HR person, obviously. Um, but my, my instructor told me that I had a personality for marketing and I said, well, if you can get me in with LaBette, I want to promote Bud Light. And they were like, <laughs> well, we don't know if we can do that. But then I ended up getting a work term with uh, DC Design House. And my first project was George Street Association and Festival. So I, I kind of lucked out and I stayed there for four years. And is that yeah. like, is some of that stuff, I mean, with, with DC and I mean, and working with, with George street, was that kind of what give you the drive to kind of really get on board with, you know, supporting local and, and supporting the arts and that kind of stuff? Or was that something that's always kind of been natural to you? Well, I mean, it was definitely natural, like coming out when I, when I moved home is when Mark was starting rum ragged. So super excited. Like we went to kindergarten together. So it was all about going to see him and being excited about him and then realizing how much more there is here. Like I did so much work with music and L and George street that it just felt like it was right. Um, it was so easy. It was so fun. It was like an actual fun project that didn't feel like work. So yeah, that's how I got into that. I, I wanted to ask you, so as of, as of uh, more um, recently, you taken on the role as a social media management for um the super popular television show, Son of a Critch, which yes. I mean, for anybody who's listening and hasn't checked this show out, it's it's um, written by, you know, Mark Critch, who's one of our, you know, most talented exports of, of Newfoundland and, and Newfoundland culture. Um, basically, a kind of a first memoir on his life. And, and then he flipped it into a TV show. And, and the, the success rate is, is massive. I mean, I'm sure you yeah. see it, Vicky, uh, you know, watching the social media and stuff like that. But I is how did that come about? I mean, meeting with Mark Critch and, and were you friends with Mark or how did that, how did that interaction oh happen? Oh my God. I met Mark. We were doing, um, we were doing marketing for Victoria Park Foundation and Mark was on the board. So we had a fundraiser uh, softball game, which I'm not, I'm not an athletic. And if you watch Sonder <laughs> Critch, you know, Mark's not athletic, but he was on my team. And uh, we, that was the first time I met him. And that was back in, I think, 2019, 2018, 2019. Anyway, from there, I uh, we just remained friends. And throughout the pandemic, I seen him around. He would come to the bar sometimes when I was working at Republic. And I was watching some auditions. I was like, what's this for? And he was like, something coming up. And uh, then he started filming the show. And so then Malcolm McDowell was here. And he wanted Malcolm to hear my exit. So he would take me to lunch with him at the Duke. And we would watch uh, football games in Premier League. And then I brought Mark and a couple of the boys from the production team to George Street Festival, made friends with all of them. Um, they got me on set as background. We were talking a little bit about what I do. I uh, had a rap party and a week later they called me and asked me to do social media. So it was uh, just made friends with Mark and we just stayed friends and here I am. So let's talk about some of the stuff like that, that you're involved with, with the, with what goes on with the social media and, and, everything that you would do say with, with son of a critch, what are some of the activities and some of the stuff and tasks that you are, you know, especially when the show is ongoing. I mean, you're obviously involved still now because they're still in, yeah. they're in pre-production right now. I think there's uh, the second season is going to be starting to get filmed soon. So you'll probably be getting ramped up yep. with a lot more work, but you know, especially oh, yeah. during the show, what's some of the stuff that you're at all the time? Um, it's, it's so much fun. Like it doesn't even seem like work. Like I'm, my job is literally to take this amazing piece of work and just tell people how deadly it is. And there's nothing, it's so good that it doesn't, like, it's just, I just go in and say, hey, look, watch this, it's deadly. But um, usually, like, during the show, there's a lot of, like, I'll watch the episodes beforehand, kind of pick out the points where I know people are going to go nuts on social media and then be ready to tweet or post on Instagram. Um, just a little bit of promo beforehand, take probably the best part after and post about that. And now it's mostly just 
kind of finding things that are relevant, like uh, may the fourth be with you, pulling up bits with Mark's sheet, Star Wars sheets, or uh, Mark just was like basically an ambassador with um, the prince. And so having that part of the show and then getting to see it in real life and just putting those things together, it's been a lot of fun, yeah. Just basically just taking what's happening in the show and trying to find relevant things that are happening now and posting yep. about them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And and now uh, more recently, you know, as of late, I know you've you've kind of moved into a bit more freelance and yeah. you've also started working with Project 10. Um, I hear yeah. there's a funny story about maybe a late night pitch <laughs> to work with Project 10. What's, yeah. the, what's the deets behind that, Bic? Well, it's funny. Um, everything that I get that I've gotten in film has come from taking someone to George Street. So the boys came here. We had a big finale party. We went to Christians. Um, we went outside and I was like, boys, let's work together. Like, I want a salary, though. I don't really I'm not ready to go on my own yet. So this is what I want. Let me just do this for all your other shows. I'll still keep some of a critch. And uh, they were like, that makes sense. So 2 a.m. I said, this is what I want to do. And I went to Dominican that came back a week later and I got offered the job. So do you know any of your, um, your, you know, what the, your, your roles with this company will be moving forward? Is, is there, is there much talk of that yet? Or are you just kind of getting started? Well, yeah. Like I, so I kind of wrote my own job description. They're like, well, tell us what you want to do. And so I did it. Um, and then they're like, yeah, we need someone to do that. We don't really know anything about it. So just like kind of take it on your own and go. So I just like, I update the website. I follow all the other shows that we're doing. Um, Post about them whenever there's news because we've got Kids in the Hall now on Amazon Prime. Uh, this is Jan by Jan Arden. And then Son of a Critch is ramping up again. But yeah, there's some pretty deadly people to work with. Like my boss, Andrew, he has nine Emmys for Schitt's Creek. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I could not have picked a better mentor. And like, I, like I've never worked in film before. I, I know social media and I don't know the industry as well as they do. But they know nothing about social media. So together, I kind of just take what they do and celebrate it. It seems like you've been you're pretty happy in your role and, and the jobs that you do. I mean, you get a lot oh, of yeah. not not free time, but you get to do your work as you please, which is great. I mean, I mean, is that something that you could easily recommend to somebody who may be looking to get in that field of oh work? God, or yes. you know what I mean? Like being able to to kind of work on your own and 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 pick your own schedule. You know, you're getting your job done, but you get to do it on your own time, kind of thing. Is it gotta be yeah, really like nice? The biggest thing about social media is it's creative. Everything is it's creativity. It's like it's not writing music, but you know you have to have the punchy, the punchy uh, captions and you know the the hot photos that attract people. So like it is about creativity. And the biggest struggle that I've had in the last five years is trying to put creativity in a nine to five. Because if you if you don't stick it in that nine to five, you're taking away your work life balance because you have to work those hours anyway. And then if not, you just you find yourself you're slow. So now I might get an idea at like nine o'clock in the night. And so I'll, I'll, you know, pull out my laptop and do something, but I might not have an idea at 9am when I just want to like lie on my couch and watch TV. And so like having that flexibility, it makes the biggest difference. Never feels like work. Like I did, I worked on five different things the other day, sitting on my back deck, just on my phone. And so like, if that can be done, why not just do it? Everybody else is happier. The work is better. And that is definitely a huge part of why I love what I do now for sure. Yeah, I think anybody, I mean, I wonder if that like, you know, a lot of that might have to do with not well, definitely with your with your job. I mean, it's definitely gives you the the, the freedoms and, and the the allowances to be creative. But um, yeah, I wonder if COVID is playing a role on, on a lot of people who are are now kind of looking outside of the box, not so much nine definitely. to five, looking to get the job done whenever the job needs to be done. And whenever, you know, things strike in your mind that that you might want to get done i mean that's that's it's an interesting way to look at it especially coming out of covid i guess yeah and like with covid too covid was a big thing for marketing like a lot of places you know you lost all your work um and a lot of people were like what's next but for me working in marketing doing websites and online promotion and like digital placement my work ramped up everybody turned their stores into a uh, virtual storefront so we had to switch everything all the clients we had they wanted to be able to sell online they want to be able to promote online so while a lot of people were like what's next we were flat out trying to get everything in the digital world because like you know newfoundland's behind so we didn't have as much of like that here so it, it was like out, more of an opportunity that that worked for me yeah i mean that's that's the name of it i mean especially when when yeah. it comes down to with COVID, I mean, everybody was just basically spent two years looking at screens. So, I mean, exactly. Work, and like everybody's sleep up. schedules messed up too. Right. So people were probably shopping online 2 a.m. versus two o'clock in the day. So like my job didn't stop at five 
and you know the work reflected that and so you know it really opened my eyes to you don't have to be in here nine to five you can work from wherever whenever because that's where your clients are that's where your customers are and that's where sales are of course i mean especially with social media because yeah, you know, social media doesn't have a time frame. Not, not everybody's not no. on social media from nine to five. People, I mean, you like say you would probably know this, and I've asked you this in the past. I mean, what's some good mm -hmm. times to post? I mean, I've asked you all kinds of guidance and help for for social yeah. media and, and stuff like this because, you know, what are what are the best times to post? When are people getting the most activity? When is the most engagement happening? All these things play a huge role in, in the in the role of a social media manager. Yeah, and like that, that definitely there is definitely like general times, but you have to the way I think about it always is who who are you selling to and what do they do in their free time? When is their free time? So like if you're trying to promote a show, Monday morning at 9 a.m. is probably not the best time because people are like just getting into their work week. But you know what? Wednesday afternoon when they're at, just getting ready to go home from work and are scrolling through, they're like, mm, what am I gonna add on Friday? Oh, Dave Woody's having a show, so I'm gonna go, you know, like that's you kind of got to look at it that way. And then, you know, if you have like a longer story kind of piece, when is somebody more lazy on their phones? They're not on the go. They want to watch like a five minute video. Maybe it's Sunday morning, maybe it's Sunday evening versus, you know, Saturday night when they're out with their friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I noticed yeah. that a lot on my own social media trends. I mean, whether you're posting, like, like you mentioned, I mean, if you post a show on a yeah. Monday morning, you don't get as many hits as if you do. Uh, Sunday mornings, I find are great for posting on because a lot of people are just lazy, hanging out, yeah. they're probably having a exactly. late Exactly, you're in your bed. Yep, just hanging yeah. out and just you know having a late breakfast, chilling with the family or whatever, and and uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's very. Like what very do you do in that morning? Like you know yeah. what? Like when I'm on my phone, I'm reading BOCM or I'm reading <laughs> like you know I might I might get down a rabbit hole and go read this super long article that I probably wouldn't read on Monday afternoon when I'm just having a quick scroll. Now Saturday, but we're all scrolling all the time. Not Saturday nights though, Vicky. Saturday nights are for for bingo. Yeah, well, six to seven. Yeah, I'm a little bit busy. But, you're, tied, you know. you're tied up on Saturday evenings. Yeah. Now that I have you taught how to play bingo, we're golden. Well, I, it's funny. It, like, <laughs> kind of sidetracked a bit, but I think you've actually. Um, um, I'm bringing bingo back. You please. are bringing bingo back. Exactly. <laughs> I was trying to find B -B -B. the word for it. You're, you're bringing bingo back. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. I mean, it was funny, especially like covid and everything i mean it was just something oh to kind of look forward to right everybody was messaging me where do i get cards and if i didn't get my card by tuesday everybody else had them bought on me i'm like why did i bring <laughs> bingo back i can't even play myself now <laughs> <laughs> that's so good yeah. um so I, I want to talk a little bit about you know your support for local artists and um Specifically, I mean, I know you're doing a lot of work lately with specific bars and 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 promotions for 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 artists. So, can you talk a little bit about that side of the work that you do? I mean, with regard, you know, especially with 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 bookings and 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 the social yeah. media presence online for for different venues. Yeah, well, I mean, when I first moved downtown, that's really when it like it really got into it because it was so easy to go see your buddies when you don't have to get a thirty dollar cab back to Mount Pearl. And I mean, bad enough that it's Mount Pearl. I but, know. Uh, hey. <laughs> I had to slip it in there. This is not a but this no, is not a Mount Pearl bashing podcast. Oh, as long as we don't get into the hockey, I'm golden, Woody. I'm glad it's over. You know what, Vicky? I didn't. Ha I don't have one question on my whole. You're the first. I think. I think you might be. I think this might be episode thirty six or thirty seven in total of the whole whole podcast, and you are probably the first person that I will not bring up hockey with. Cool, because I never started beforehand. I usually <laughs> do before I listen to your other ones. But anyway, back to the music stuff. Yeah, so uh, when I started working at DC, you know, I was working with Music and L a lot and George Street Association. So I, I kind of got to learn about a lot more musicians than I than I ever even know, known of. Like I knew, you know, I knew a couple. There was a few bars I was a regular at. Um, but then I started bartending at Republic and couple of musicians played there then I started getting musicians I had you play there I had Mark play there I, I probably like six or eight people that never played there before start playing there and just watching like bringing a crowd in and like you know hey if I if I promoted it enough in advance and if I posted about it enough and at the right times seeing people start to show and then when that person wasn't playing seeing who wasn't coming and you know I just it got really fun it was kind of like it's kind of like bartending like you know how much money can I make after doing just having a laugh because that's what it is Mm -hmm. music, like music is so much fun it's my favorite thing in the world so just being able to bring in all my favorite musicians and like say this is a night for me now like I'm working but I get to see my bodies play and are deadly um so I started doing that with Republic and then somehow somewhere through the grapevine Brides reached out to me which like I, I love Brides but I, it wasn't like my regular kind of bar 
and it was just before Patty's day. And I got COVID like two days later, but we managed to get like all the Patty's day stuff on to go and then start booking others. And I brought in Bob McDonald. He used to play at Republic years ago. He's like 70, 65, 70 years old. He plays like all old country. But I said, I want to bring Bob in. And that was the first thing I did. And uh, if you go down, on, if you go down on George Street at 630, 7 o'clock on a Friday, the most people on George Street are at Bridie's right now. And it's like, man, there was nobody there for like 15 years. And now that's the place to be on Friday evenings. I was like, well, if I can do that, I can do anything. So now I've been booking like weeks in advance, months in advance and booking all the musicians. And it's just so much fun. You get to hear so many different things, bartending at the Rock House every album release, all these people I never heard of. I'm like texting you saying, you should come down and hear this band. And then so many of my friends that are musicians that also, you know, cause it's almost like clicks. Like, you know, there's the circle of musicians that we know. And then there's the circles that other people go to. And it's like, you should come down and hear them. And all my friends are coming down to hang out with me. Plus they get all these new musicians. And then those people start coming to their shows. And so it's just like a big, this big community where everyone just thinks everyone's deadly and you just support and have fun. Are you um are, no you involved, are you involved in the social media as well for the Rock House? I know you bartend there occasionally on the weekends, but are you involved in the social I media? I just as well? started. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I just started doing that. I made an Instagram. So go follow Rock House Buys because I only made go. it yesterday. But uh Are you yeah, in jail? So didn't you see didn't that. I see that you were in jail? Hey, if you follow more than fifty people, apparently you get like flagged for spam. Like, come on, man, just let me follow the people. No, the rock houses. I mean, I, I obviously do a bunch of gigs there. I've got a big one coming up um, at the end of the month here. And uh, I mean, the, the rock house is such an interesting spot. I mean, especially for I bet you there's so many people in the world or not in the world. Sorry, in, in St. John's and stuff that like they don't even realize what's happening at the rock house because oh the, rock God, house isn't, the rock house isn't a venue that you it's not your local. You know what I mean? You're not no, a, exactly. You're not a regular not at the rock house. You know what I yeah. mean? You're not a regular there because it's all it could be one night. It could be metal. Next night is a drag night. Next night. It's yeah. folk. Next night. It's the circus. Like, who knows? It could be yeah, country so, or covers. Yeah. There's so many the good events happen there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, yeah. So like, that's what I mean. And there's so many people that come in the door and are like, I didn't even know this place existed. And now they come to every show. Like I, I actually do kind of have regulars now. There's definitely people I see through, like I work once a week usually. And I probably see some people three and four times a month. So it's deadly. Cause it's like there it's actually becoming that kind of a regular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not doing too much in regards to the bookings. That's obviously Tony's um, Tony's place, you know, Tony's legendary, but we are working together to hopefully get maybe a DJ night in there throughout the summer, just to like widen that demographic and get those kids out of the lineups down at uh, turkeys and confusions like why are you standing in a line when there's this huge venue that has a dj in it with the same drink specials like come on over so that's hopefully our goal now for the next little while no it is and it's a big beautiful room i mean great great lights great atmosphere there's and the pub uh, upstairs have you seen the pub upstairs there's like four or five pinball machines there's pool like there's everything in there there's there's video games there's all kinds of neat stuff up there and uh, and, you know, downstairs is, is fantastic. Obviously, you got a great sound. They got, a, you know, ease of ease of bars. There's like three or four different bars there that yeah. you, can, uh, you can grab, grab drink sets. So it's not, you know, you're not waiting in big lineups oh or anything just, like that. There's and, at least three plus the upstairs one. So it's yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. Coach exactly. check everything. It's it's a it's a wicked venue. And I never really thought about it that way just because, you know, you'd only go there once or twice a year for a big show. But now there's like there's so many different musicians that play there. Like they had this metal show and like I'm not a metal person but like I couldn't I was like I know this is a good show even though it's stressing me out because it's like this scream and music with so many people were there it was so loud everybody was loving it was like I hate that I'm not enjoying this right now because everybody's having a great time so I was kind of having a great time even though I was like stressed today what was the snapchat what was the snapchat you sent me buddy Buddy with the jacket (laughs) his jacket was a weapon (laughs) Big the big spikes. Like that. Jesus, if he had to like lean over, he would have been killed. He would have stabbed himself to death. Like, <laughs> imagine now a homicide in the middle of the bar. <laughs> oh my god, there's nobody like you, Vicky. There's nobody like you. Um, I, I wanted to ask you something before. I, I mean, obviously, it's 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 incredible everything you're up to, and and uh, and kudos for kind of floating on your own. I know you've been thinking about doing that for for quite a while, and and it's a big step. I mean, as as a as a, um, an under 30 person, somebody who probably had a job that was pretty secure. I mean, it's, it's good. And yeah. kudos to you for kind of making that step forward. I think it's only going to bring you nothing but, but positivity. What are some recommendations that you could probably provide to people, um, 
you know, looking to get some more engagement out of social media. I mean, especially, you know, because social media is such a big game these days. I mean, it plays such yeah. an important role in, in, in everything you do with even like everything. for somebody like myself, especially it's massive for somebody yeah. like myself. Well, I mean, what I mean, but for like everything. trying to get ranked. Exactly. Like, you know, like they, they want to know now, like how many followers you have. And like the only way to build your followers is, you know, to have that engagement and to like, but the biggest thing I think is getting engagement because social media has become a pay to play, like a massive pay to play. So like you could post, you make a post and say you have 2000 followers on average, that goes to 4% of the people that follow you. So all, like, even though you have 2000 people on your list, only 4% of them will see it unless people start to like it and comment on it. So the biggest thing I, I will say, like even like everybody's posts, because you know what the way it is, if you're liking someone's post, they'll probably like yours too. And like, I, that's like, that sounds so superficial, but that's just the way it is now. It's, it's literally a bidding war. So if you're not paying for, um, for ads and you're just going organically comment and like, and comment, share people's things, like be good to your body and they'll be good to you. Um, the other thing is in your caption, like say, if you make a post, try asking a question at the end. So if you like, if you're giving someone a reason to reply, like if you're asking, if you're posting something and you want, you know, like what sounds do you want to hear tonight? Or uh, where do you want to see us play next or something like that? You'll start getting people commenting and the more comment, that means that it, it brought that algorithm changes and you it's get crazy. Get it is so crazy. More. Yeah. So usually noticed- what I do, I'll make a post and I'll go like it with all my other ca- other accounts. And I have no shame in my liking game. I will go through all of my accounts and go and like the post because that's five, six new likes that then that gets seen. Then that, that pushes the algorithm off. It really does. Like, it's, it, it's, it's kind of mind blowing, actually, because I mean, I've seen in on certain posts. I mean, if you don't get the, the proper engagement on it, just say if I post something, uh, it could be about a podcast or a, a video or, or anything. It doesn't yeah. matter. And you might only get, um, you know, just say you got four or five likes, very minimal amount yeah. of likes on it. And, you know, just a comment or two. I mean, you can go in and look literally at your analytics and your statistics and you can see that this has not reached it's only reached exactly. a very small like, percentage of people. I posted a picture yesterday. Uh and it it got it, it reached 346. And I I posted a picture last week that had a lot of engagement on it and it was seen by like 2000 people. So <laughs> it's funny that? like how that works. No sorry, no sorry. Yesterday was just a picture of Newfoundland. We're not getting into the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Um so so what's on the schedule here now for for Vicky Foley? What's what's coming up here in the next uh next uh you know six six to eight months kind of thing oh my god who knows the sky is the limit but um we start filming son of a critch in july and so the beauty of not having a nine-to-five job is i can go to uh i can go to set and i can make some like deadly old reels and tiktoks and you know really getting more involved in the show and uh and like, and then where Project Ten produces it, so I can get content that relates, you know, to the production side and to the fans of the show. So that's super fun that they're tied in. Uh, other than that, I mean, who knows what's going to go? And you I, find like, you at the Rock House occasionally. Oh, yeah, like Thursday and Friday night this week, Buzz wants to come out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, usually I'm there once a week. But also, like, who six months ago I had no idea that I was going to work um, in film. Was yeah, like I mean, I just started with Stand of a Critch in December. November, December. So like a year ago, this show didn't exist. I had no idea I'd be in TV. I'd never even thought about being in TV. I mean, like my my dad's a crab fisherman and my boss has a golden globe. Like why why was life, right? Like how does that even happen? You don't even think that that could be a dream you could achieve. So like sky's the limit. Who knows? If anyone is um, a social media person, like what do you at? Yeah, exactly. And that was just led me right into my next question for anybody who may be looking for some social media help or or just to have a chat because you're always up for a chat. And you're always easy to easy, eager oh, yeah. to help and all that stuff. So where can folks find you two online? Yeah, oh, you can find me at um, Instagram and Twitter and yeah, Facebook. But like, who cares about Facebook? I miss Vic on everything. Miss underscore Vic underscore on everything. And, and like, uh, even if you don't want to pay me. Like I love talking about marketing to a point that it is embarrassing and like annoying. And like, if you're not into it, then you're going to get sick of me. But like, if you do have any question about marketing, I love talking about it. I die for it. And, and uh, regards or, you know, regardless of all of the, uh, um, the marketing advice and all that, you're a good follow anyways, Vic, you're always a good laugh on social media. You really know how to run that, uh, that machine for sure. Yeah. My Twitter is a great time. I must say. (laughs) 
um, I've been doing this thing uh, all, all um, for this season where I, I acquire some rapid fire questions. It's not like, you know how it goes. It doesn't have to be rapid fire. You don't have to answer. Them, I boom, know. Boom, I'm ready. I'm right ready. You better have good ones for me. I've got nine or ten questions put together for you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're, they're just kind of meant to kind of see who, who the real Vicky Foley is. So let me get them up oh, over geez. here. And, the real Vicky uh, Foley is right here. Like, no, I know. That's I know, all I know. you're getting. <laughs> And, and 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 they're only they're they're not crazy they're only a little little bit foolish so and and just to kind of get a little uh, know a little bit about yeah all right are you ready for the uh, rapid fire question go. segment with uh, the one and only Vicky Foley? Come on, weedy. Question one, <laughs> weedy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man! So anybody who's like listening, Vicky is 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 um a huge supporter of the arts. I mean, she's always down watching shows and it's no sweat to be playing somewhere and big crowd of people on the go. Can't see Vicky, but you can hear her. Weedie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I've calmed down a lot. But... You have. You are you no and you're not bad. Jeez, you're listen, I honestly I wish there was more more people out there who supported the way you did because you uh you're one of the best in that sense. I mean I already pumped your tires on that, but it's it's um you know it really is um uh, it's worthwhile noting for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's get into the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? ready. If you could listen, if you could only listen to one record for the rest of time, what would it be? Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. Okay, that was a quick and easy one. Number two, who is the ideal client that you would work for if you could pick? Of anybody? Anybody in the whole wide world. Oh, okay. Not for ease, but like a Kardashian, 100%. But I, son of a rich man, it's literally the best. There's never anything negative. It's just all celebration and all deadliness. So any client like that. But like, if we want to go big wild dreams, and if they weren't like ridiculous to deal with, definitely Kardashian. <laughs> okay, right on. Um, what's your favorite spot to go eat with your father? Oh, with your father, it's definitely Chases. Even though it's not my favorite, it's just he only goes to Chases or Donovan's Irving. So Chases. And and occasionally the keg. Oh, and a keg. His two favorite restaurants are the keg and Donovan's Irving in that order. <laughs> all right. I got a really tough one for you coming up here. All right. Okay. Gigi or Rustin? Okay. Gigi. Gigi's my girl. But Rustin, you know, like he's best kind. But Gigi, 100%. See, loves both of them, but Tiny Post for life, even though she's obese. Yeah, she's she's a thick cat. There's no doubt about that. see her? Yes, come, here, G, come say hi. Gigi, you're a Seeing fat shame we can on TV. Uh, TV. <laughs> oh my God. Um, obviously, you're you're heavily you're obviously heavily involved with, with Son of a Critch and you watched all the episodes, obviously. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick one, what would be your favorite episode of season one, Son of a Critch? Oh, I'm the and you can't where, be the one that um, you were in. No, it's not the one I was in, although that's a good one. You can see my face. But it's the one uh, when Mark has his first seizure um, and all hands ends up going to the hospital because also the cat that's in that, Misty, is actually Sid the cat from downtown. Right. And casting from Toronto called me because Mark told him I had a cat for the show. So I actually cast Sid the cat in that episode. (laughs) I, I kept the voicemail forever and I lost it. Oh, yeah, Vicky, they actually like, left me this huge voicemail saying, uh, Mark says that you have a cat to cast in the episode. And the cat's name is Misty. But something, it's, it's sometimes Steve. I really just think that you cannot <laughs> shock me anymore. And then you shock me with a line that you cast the cat for some I did. I swear to God. I, I believe you. It's just hilarious. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, all right. Uh, moving on to the next question. Uh, would you rather... Cod tongues or moose sausages? Moose sausages hates cod tongues. Oh, go away. The moose sausages that we had to winter, they were the gear. That's a good batch. You got to get me another, another yeah. group of them for Saudi sure. Southeast Asensia makes them. They're deadly. <laughs> shout out. I shout don't know out. his name, but I give him a vlog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I want to hear your top three favorite local artists to go see in St. John's. And don't say me. Don't pump my tires. Say anybody okay, else. I would say Dave Weedy, but he tech, yeah. Um, Bob <laughs> McDonald, Mick Davis, and usually it's Weedy. Oh, Freddie Jorgensen, man, because he always does the Inspector Gadget when you're up there. <laughs> you can't go wrong with those artists, that's for sure. Freddie's I mean, the best, back. 
Yeah, I would imagine if I get Freddie. I wonder if I get Freddie on the podcast. I don't know if he. Oh my god, he would never do it. I don't think he'd take to it. I don't think he'd, he'd take say, to "Do it. I owe you money?" And then yeah. be <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. You ready for this one? Here's the real tough stuff. Here now. Would you consider yourself a Bayman or a Townie? See, that's that's up for discussion. I think I think I'm a, a townie now because all the Bayman says I'm a townie, but all the townie says I'm a Bayman. So I think I'm just a mixed breed. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I am n- bisexual. Is that what it's called? Bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or bay curious. Bay, bay curious. Bay curious. Nice. I like that. Yeah, that's me. Um, if you could play one instrument, what would it be? Oh, the mandolin. The mandolin. What? Yeah, I'd have a keen time on a mandolin without twinkly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, and the last question of the rapid fire. Oh, actually, you know what? I'll throw it in there. I'll throw. I'll give you two more. Okay. okay. Is it a cake or is it a bun, Vicky? It's a fucking cake. And I'm cursing. <laughs> it's a cake. All you people, a Joe Louie, a Half Moon, a Flaky Cakes. And all you can argue that a Flaky's a pastry, but the rest of them are fucking cakes. It says so on the box. Nah, they're buns. They're buns, sorry. They're not buns. It's bun, a bun. You put butter on. It's Eat not a bun. Bun, bun has bun. a cold plate. You don't. It's, it's a cake. Oh, that's a good question. What is your ideal cold plate, Vicky? No one in no one on this side of Patty's Pan knows how to make a cold plate. So the best ones are at the Point Lines Garden Party, and it's uh, beet salad, macaroni, potato salad, no onions in the potato salad, and the box macaroni, like that green box macaroni mm-hmm. salad, not that cheesy stuff. A uh, nice ham roll, bit of fresh turkey, good dressing, cranberry sauce, and no <laughs> fuck the lettuce and tomato. And a mustard salad. Nobody wants that mustard salad. Like, it's rotten, and it just stains everything, just like the beet, but you put up with the beet. That's right. I like beets, man. Nothing wrong with beets. beets yeah, I like beets, too, man. Let the beet drop. All right, so uh, I got one last question for you. You're 29 okay. years old. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Where does Vicky see herself? Are you still going to be up in the perch? Um, I, I'm sure I'll have a house back by then, but I'll miss my perch. The perch is life. Um, I think I'll probably still be in town. I don't want to move out of St. John's because it's deadly. So this will be my home base. But who the hell knows, man? Like, I'll be everywhere. Yep. Maybe I'll be in, like, Disney World. I don't care. Wherever. I'll be. go wherever I'm be. supposed to go. You could be five years ago. I was five years ago today. I graduated from CNA and look where you are now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean, man. I never thought any of this. I didn't even know what an agency was six years ago. And I'm done with my agency chapter now. So I'll literally go wherever. Well, listen, Vicky, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. What a treat to uh, get to chat with the one and only uh, Vicky Foley. Um, Folks, if you're looking, looking for a laugh, follow uh, Miss Vic online and, uh, I mean, if you're down around, go say hi to Vicky and, and uh, you're sure to have a good laugh because uh, yeah, you're one of the best, Vic. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate you taking yeah. the time today. It's uh, it's a real treat to get to chat with you. I love this. Um, thank you for not bringing up the cabbage. We uh, we did good. <laughs> My first podcast. We did it. I think you just brought it up. I think I have to talk about it now. No, you don't. You don't. Listen, there's only three minutes left. So two minutes. Shamed. We got two minutes and 55 seconds. Boys. If anybody needs a good laugh. Listen, if anybody wants a good laugh, how can how can I say it? How can I find it? How can we find it online? If, if you Google Breaking Ground St. Broads, but you have to fast forward to the last, but it's also on Cape Shore memes. And I'm 15, my hair is yellow, and it says that he likes how big and soft cabbage is <laughs> and how nice the potatoes are. <laughs> my father was selling vegetables, and it was like an, a Piper's version of uh, Land and Sea. It was called Breaking Ground on East Link. And they kept me in the like 10 questions. And that's the part that they decided to add to the episode is me saying the cabbage was big and sad. Yeah, you got to look it up. It is honestly, it's like a Newfoundland. <laughs> it's like a Newfoundland heritage moment. Like it's absolutely. My poor old father, very proud of the video and all hands viewing it just to hear me say South Cabbage. <laughs> uh, so once again, it's, it's, it's breaking. What is it? Breaking ground? Breaking ground, St. Brides. Yeah. Boys, go look up Breaking Ground, St. Brides <laughs> on YouTube. And you definitely know where it is in the video. Well, how long into the video is it? It's like, it's literally the last like 10 seconds. The last 10 seconds of the video, you'll see a young Vicky Foley talking about how big and soft the cabbages are. <laughs> and it is truly uh, phenomenal. It really, really is. Uh, thanks yeah. so much, Vic, for doing this today. You're the best. God love you. Thanks, David. Peace All right. Blessings. Yeah, we'll catch up with you soon. All right. Cheers. Yeah. Huge thanks to Vicky for coming on. Um, 
probably one of the funniest people on the go. By I mean, I I. I do nothing but laugh at Vicky. She is so comical. She's so herself. I mean, you just can't help but laugh. She is the quickest person on planet Earth. There's nobody quicker on planet Earth to come up with one-isms and, and funny, funny, funny stuff. Um, absolute laugh. And, and like I mentioned, you know, during, during the interview, huge supporter of the arts and, and everything local. So um, thanks so much for Vicky for coming on and, and, uh, and spreading the good word of all, all the social media goodness and all that good stuff. Um, you know, that about does it for me, guys. I'm going to give my show another plug just in case you're still listening. Um, June 24th at the Rock House. It's going to be a big night. Uh, Nick Earl, Peter Green, Dan George backing me up. Opening set by Claire Follett. Um, probably the only gig for the summer. So uh, you can get your tickets now at www.davewitty.com uh, or head to the Eventbrite or any of my social media. You will find uh, a link to uh, to buy some tickets. So hope to see everybody out for that one. It'll be a great kickoff to summer, and uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, big thanks to my sponsor, Lambs, as well. We want to throw in another little punch out to uh, the Lambs uh, Spiced Rum Punch. Uh, these things are absolutely awesome. Uh, ready to drink cans. They are super, super tasty. I cannot wait for a nice hot day to uh, to toss a few of these back. Um, I had a couple on the golf course. Another great little drink for the for the golf bag. Absolutely uh, incredible to be just to sip a couple back and very, very tasty. So big thanks to Lambs for uh, for jumping on board again for this podcast and make sure you grab these these guys these uh lambs um spiced rum punch um that about does it for me guys make sure you uh like and subscribe on youtube spotify and uh follow me on all my social media channels if you uh if you wish uh at dave witty on twitter and instagram and of course dave witty on facebook and um you know that about does it for me guys from downtown st john's newfoundland i'm dave witty peace <laughs>